Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. This is the Spirit Work Podcast. I'm Jason and we have Angel from at Angel on the eighth day here as well. Thank you for being here, Angel. Appreciate you yeah. every week. Of course. Of course, he says. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cordial. I love that. Um, how are you, by the way? Everything good? Yeah, everything's pretty good. Um, yeah, started the work week today. All right, good. I didn't do any full moon stuff, did you? No, I didn't have my normal Monday stuff, but I didn't do any any work along with the with the full moon. And it was pretty powerful. It was actually the energy was pretty strong. Did yeah. you feel it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just was like, uh, I don't know. I feel like over the last couple of days it was just a little bit draining as it was. And I did enough releasing as it <laughs> yeah. Uh, as it is. So I was just like, yeah. We'll wait till the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't obviously didn't go through the stuff you went through. I mean, um, do you mind me mentioning where you were? Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So you went to Angel went to a service for his stepfather. uh, And so so they they did his service. He passed away recently. I think we talked about that a couple of times in the previous show. Yeah. Yeah. So this wasn't sure. So, yeah. So that so that's your you're kind of recuperating from that and getting your bearings back and stuff. I'm sure that was an emotional weekend for you and all that. So again, appreciate you being here. Yeah. All right. So this week, uh, first, uh, let me just say, thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys being here each week and thank you for the support. We're um, I'm at uh, cosmic eye tarot uh, on Instagram and TikTok, and angel is at angel on the eighth day. Uh, and of course, you've got your Etsy store. So Angel's Etsy store is at Angel on the Eighth. Yes. All your stuff is under the same title, and our Etsy store is Cosmic Eye Tarot as well. So we're we're both kind of uh, all under the same uh, same names, keeping those things consistent. Makes and it then, easy, yeah. right? And then uh, of course we have Anchor.fm/slash/CosmicEye, which uh, is a place where you can you can go directly. I mean, I'm sure most people are listening through iTunes or whatever. Uh, but if you want to go directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. And actually, you can make a donation there as well. If you dig what we're doing on the show, we could always use uh, your financial support as well. So um, today, in the same vein as last week, we're going to stick with our, our, our Capricorn theme. Of course, we're going to go far afield from that, as we always do. But we're going to start with, with the idea of... Um, Again, kind of money and financial prosperity. That's our jumping off point. And we're using this book again. And who knows how true it will be to, you know, sticking to this. But uh, How to Change Your Life. That's that uh, classic Ernest Holmes book. Uh, that mind science book that I have worn out so well. And Angel has a, a fairly new copy of it. But we're both going through it pretty heavily. Uh, so yeah. we're looking this week. Uh, chapter three, which is page 25, your thinking and finances. So we're going to go through some of the, the key points in here. And then Angel's got some, some corollary kind of ideas and stories that he's going to talk about. And I will have some stuff as well as it pops up. So it's going to be a fun one and an important show, of course. And, you know, it's always good to think about financial stuff in, you know, in the beginning of the year, we're kind of getting our, you know, tax stuff in order and stuff for, for April. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I even <laughs> mentioned that, but, you know, it's a good time to kind of think about this stuff. And of course, as, as a Capricorn myself, uh, you know, I am always comfortable dealing with these kinds of issues. So the, the financial. What do you mean by that? Comfortable dealing with them? 
Well, I, I, I like them. They're, they're close to my Capricorny goatee heart. So, so the financial and the prosperity type stuff, I, I feel, uh, I feel pretty, pretty good talking about it. And I actually enjoy talking about that kind of stuff. So I, I mean, the, I enjoy the technicality all, of it. Yeah. The technicality of it, but the, the kind of the procedural ideas of it and some of the, some of the ways to, use mine to to build stuff and things like that just like the like the that but then also just the sort of material side of things you know capricorns do tend to be pretty materialistic even though i'm not really i wouldn't say i'm materialistic per se anymore i kind of was when i was younger but just the idea of money finances stuff and things and kind of the that tangible world of 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 you know that space that mindset i guess mm -hmm. it's a comfortable area for me to deal with i guess if that makes what sense. are some of the things that you think that you might have swapped out your previous quote unquote materialistic stuff for well as i've gotten older i mean i had you know kind of dreams of you know like hollywood mansions and things like that when i was yeah. younger and kind of more ostentatious kind of showy type wealth i guess i think now i think more in terms of um you know kind of eco-friendly sustainable kind of um a little more uh how can i don't know uh less showy sorts okay. of materialism i guess if that makes sense yeah. Like my my dream now, and you know we're gonna get this going soon, is to you know have a have a have a house that's very uh, eco friendly with you know the uh, solar panels, and I want to be you know more not off grid, but really self reliant and grow a lot of my own stuff, and just kind of simplify and be more hands on, make make a lot more stuff, and kind of just be more self sufficient in general. Okay, so kind of like a reduction of whatever that fingerprint is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, still living an abundant and you know, and and creative and and you know, prosperous life, but one that's a little more scaled down to a less kind of. Um, I don't want to say materialistic because everybody has their own view of what materialism is, but maybe less. Um, less showy and less kind of kind of Hollywood-ish for lack of a better word because because that, that was kind of like my dream when I was young was to be like you know in some you know Hollywood Hills type house looking out over the city and you know what I'm saying yeah kind of a little more like out out there and and all that and now it's, it's I guess I've, I've scaled back and it's much more kind of um, simple in a lot of ways yeah it's not that I don't want things and I don't want to have security and I don't have, you know, good financial stability and all that. I just, it's not as, uh, it's more in alignment with um, really what I need and less about like trying to impress someone else. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think when I was younger, it was more about like, oh, I'll show all of these different people that did this, this, and this to me. And it was like, you know, there was a sort of a, like a equality of trying to prove something. And mm -hmm. I think as I became more comfortable with my own self and got more in touch with spirit and so on, you realize there's nothing to prove and you already all are everything that you need within. If you take time to connect to that. Yeah. And I think so. Then it kind of scales back. Maybe your need to be, 
showy, I guess. I guess really it's about that kind of thing. And, you know, I think when I was younger, it was more about like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be able to buy, you know, Armani suits or even, you know, couture, you know, made to order mm. stuff. And I'm not <laughs> saying that stuff's not good, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? It was more mm -hmm. about like really, uh, really kind of trying to impress others and less about like really connecting to my own like truth, I guess. Sure. That I mean, makes sense. Yeah, you could still, there's a, what was that show that I was watching? That uh, Zac Efron show where like he's going around the world and like yeah. talking about things. That guy, he lives in Malibu. I be, I think he lives in Malibu Canyon, the guy that he was traveling around with. Mm -hmm. And he probably has like a low carbon footprint. That's what it is, carbon footprint. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. He probably has like a, you know, tries to reduce and maybe, you know, um, like recycles everything. And sure. All of that but he's still in the environment that, uh, you know, it's, it's not a, a cheap area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could probably still have that and then, you know, live your life the way that you want to. No, I, I think you're right about that. I, I totally agree. And I mean, you can definitely, you know, and it's no judgment on people that want to, you know, want to live in, in, in those kinds of areas and stuff. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. I totally, I, I totally agree. And that, you know, there's, 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 I think really, really what it is more about for me is kind of just kind of scaling back like the, 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 the size and scope of what I thought I, I wanted, you know, because I because I was kind of like thinking like, oh, if, you know, you've got to have like this huge, you know, 10,000 square foot house or something. And you start yeah. thinking about that kind of stuff. And you're like, what is what's the point of that? I mean, even when you can afford it. Like, you know, you're such so two people or three people in a, in a right. house like that. And, you know, you think about it, you're like in my, you know, my air conditioning bill or something is like, you know, you know, it's $3,000 a month or something. And you know what I mean? You start yeah. thinking about all that and it's like, what's the, you know, what's the point of that? So I just, that's kind of more where, where, where I'm at. And, and again, no, no disrespect to anyone who has like, you know, you want a mansion or whatever and go for it, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. like it's my priorities sort of sort of shifted as I got older and I started sure. and, and two I, I really I don't know about you but I'm like I'm like I'm kind of enjoying more like more a lot more you know I don't know you have less time than I have because we're you know we work from home and you're you're obviously seeing clients and stuff but I'm really enjoying like a lot of like hands-on stuff, cooking and trying to do, you know what I mean? This kind yeah. of stuff. I know you don't have as much time to do that stuff. But no, but I do enjoy cooking. I will yeah. just tell you about that recipe that I got. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I do enjoy creative things. If I had this, well, Las Vegas is also not very uh, friendly for, um, like uh growing things right the desert or um yeah. but if i lived in california like ev you can grow everything there oh my gosh california is incredible it's a bit i mean it's that's one of the best places to grow stuff on the planet yeah. honestly so, <laughs> if um if i lived there again i'm sure that i would want some sort of trees of like fruit and like maybe have like a vegetable garden similar to how i was describing my uh childhood home yeah in, in um in california but uh i like uh it may not appear that way <laughs> but i don't i like kind of you know rolling up my sleeves and getting dirty yeah yeah that kind of stuff and uh being with nature so i think you know it comes down to 
um, uh, kind of getting to the crossroads of need and want. Yeah, yeah. So what I heard you kind of describing is there was a lot of want and not really like a checking in on what you really just truly needed. Yeah. And then now you're leaning more towards the need and then not so much. I don't know if you're honoring the want. Mm. Mm. Right. Because there's certain things that you I'm sure that you want. But do you do you um, restrain or do you like because I'm quite comfortable talking about money in also in the sense of like, yeah, it's just money. Let's just spend it. Yeah, right? no, exactly. Very Leo exactly. of me. No, and I think that's 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 cool, and I I I, I completely agree. And I you know I like I I don't you know I'm not trying to when I say this like as I'm I'm not trying to say that I'm like you know I've like outgrown the the you know the need for things like oh I'm so spiritual now I can't I'm not <laughs> thinking and it's not like that I still respect money and I still uh, you know still enjoy making money and you know we've got a business and you know we're we're growing and. And, you know, we've got financial goals and things like that. So it's not like that, you know, I'm trying to, trying to totally live off grid and, and, you know, and barter with, you know, with people for things and stuff. Although I, I think that's something romantic about that. No, that stuff is right? totally cool. I, I love that kind of, and you know what else I like? I don't know if you're familiar with, but I love these communities that have their own uh, local yes. currency. I think that's the cool oh. thing. Have you ever seen this? No. So yeah, so like a lot of more sort of, I mean, for lack of a better word, like hippie type towns and like sure. more friendly type towns, especially like back east and places like, you know, New Hampshire and things like that. And I'm sure Colorado's got places like this stuff, but there's, there's several, there's, I, there's one actually in Berkshire, Massachusetts, I think. And they have, so they've developed, these towns have developed their own systems of currency and you can only spend it in that town. So the, the, basically the idea is that you know, you're encouraging local businesses to, to stay local. That's so cool. you, yeah, so you lose this local currency and then, you know, the local businesses will take it and it, in, you know, it encourages the community to shop there and to use this money and to make sure that it stays in, in, in town more or less. Yeah. Um, and it discourages, you know, things like Walmarts and, and some of these bigger stores from moving in and kind of like, um not that the stores are necessarily bad but but right. not a lot of money stays local with those kinds sure. of big international retail yeah, big box stores conglomerates yeah i don't remember the figure but it's a tiny fraction of the money that actually stays in the town whereas like you know with these local currencies you know it's something like you know 75 or 85 cents of every dollar stays in nice. town. so so it's a really cool way for for like local areas to 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 remain local, and I always kind of wonder like why why Vegas, for example, doesn't doesn't have something like that. I think that would be a really cool thing, especially for like those kind of like downtown on Main Street and stuff, mm -hmm. trying to do that kind of art district thing. Yeah, I think it would be so cool if they had because it's such a hipstery kind of like vibe there. I think people would get into that. Yeah, so like little local yoga studios. For sure, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. So it would be. And then um, I just kind of like the idea of um, going somewhere and having to like exchange your money. <laughs> I think it's I think it's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when you travel like overseas and you have yeah. to like convert your money to. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. like that. 
I, I, I'm, I'm so, so anyway, there's like a lot of these. So those are kind of some interesting things that are going on with me. I just think my thought is as time goes on, um, you know, there's going to be like, I feel like, and this is just my side note prediction for things, but it's like, as things get more and more and more complicated and more computer oriented and, you know, we're talking about cryptocurrency and digital currencies and all this stuff. I feel like at the same time, just like anything, there's always a balancing out element. And the balancing out element is like people simplifying their lives. Yeah. And like suddenly they want to make jam and they want to go down mm. to the market and trade that jam with some, you know, with the lady who makes vinegar, you know, special right. vinegar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like it, you get this kind of like counteraction whenever anything gets too complicated and too like international and too like kind of out of your hands where you want to like be more localized and more in touch with your own community, I think. Um so I do I, I see an interesting thing going on. This, you see that a lot like in 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 certain towns and you know i'm actually a lot of younger people are getting into a lot of these ideas these alternative economic ideas and you know living uh, communally and stuff i just i don't know there's a lot of neat things going on um and again it has to do with money but you know so we're going to talk about that i'm go, going far afield i'm going to try to bring us back around <laughs> to <laughs> where we originally started well, which... no i think that it's um but... i think that there's a lot of interesting points brought up with like you know, uh, the relationship we have with money, yeah. um, how it allows us to accept it or not accept it, what we do with it. Um, I think keeping it, keeping things local um, is great, um, you know, because then you, that's like an even more like uh, uh, systemic way of saying like, yes, I deserve this. You know, we all deserve this. We deserve to keep this money and abundance within ourselves and not necessarily have to like give it up to some sort of like uh capitalist yeah monster yeah no exactly that's a that's a totally great way to put that and then it kind of makes you reevaluate like you know what is money and what is abundance and what is prosperity Mm -hmm. to me and what is just like you said what is need versus want and things like that Mm-hmm. And again, it's not to say that, oh, it's, you know, all these things are bad, or, you know, if we want to have a million dollars in the bank or something, because that makes us feel secure, that's a, not necessarily a bad thing or anything like that. It's, right. in fact, I think it's a good thing, you know, the, I feel like the more, you know, secure individuals can be and the more, the more really power you have over your own life and the less that you have to kind of participate in things that you find reprehensible about the system. Yeah, because you are to you are, you've taken care of yourself and you've made a financial cushion for yourself so you don't necessarily have to take a job with for example some chemical company that you think is like polluting the planet or something do you know what i yeah. mean mm-hmm. it gives you that freedom to do to do things that you feel are meaningful and you feel are like you know responsible and they match up with your own ethical beliefs and that's where it's like so when you can really get i think clicking on like okay here's my beliefs and here's my wants and here's some of my you know, here's my needs and here's my ethical sort of sense of life and how I think things should be and line all those up, then I mean, you're really moving in the right direction because because we were talking about this before the show. So obviously you guys didn't hear this, but sometimes we have like these hangups within about money and about earning money and about what we deserve or what we should or shouldn't be doing and all these different things. And those might be conflicting with our 
flow, with our creativity, with our actual prosperity, with what we're allowing to manifest in our lives, right? Yes. And so I think that's kind of one of those things where if you do some work and kind of think about like, even it's like sitting down, I found this to be a really helpful exercise, like kind of sitting down and like, um, I think this was in that book, The Artist's Way, if I'm not mistaken, Julia Cameron's book. It's a super cool book and I highly recommend it. Um, but it has all these kind of like questions and so on. You can go through these, like what I think about money or what I learned about money when I was, you know, young or what my father or mother said about money, you know, and you kind of examine these things and then you like look at your beliefs and you're like, oh crap, I've been hanging on to this really useless and inhibiting belief about money because, you know, my uncle said this about it or whatever. You know what I yeah. mean? Yes. And that can be really, um, it can be one of these things where like consciously you think, oh, I'm doing all this hard work and I'm trying to get ahead and get out of debt and, you know, do all the right things. And then subconsciously, there's this part of yourself that's kind of like, you know, taking shots at your back because you don't see right. what's going on, right? Yeah, you're still undeserving of it. Yeah. And then, you know, like you were you were saying again before the show, you're, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, money will come in, for example, and then you'll just go blow it on some <laughs> nonsensical thing and be like, why did I do that? Yeah. Or gamble it away or do some silly thing or party it away and then wake up and go, what the hell did I do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's where you got to really kind of get on, on, uh, on that sort of subconscious part of yourself. And that's what a lot of this, um, this mind science type work is that we, you know, that we talk about, uh, where you, you know, you're working uh, with visualization and affirmation and so on. I know you're, you're pretty comfortable, you know, with prosperity and with money and so on. And did, was there ever a time where you kind of had to work on some hangups? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, tell it's, us. it's interesting. Cause, um, you know, with, uh, when I did the, um, uh, the prosperity beans and I, you know, just kind of gifted those, uh, like my first, I think it was like my first two batches. Okay. Um, everybody had a different experience. So, um, there are people who just got more like, um, like they got busier yeah you know um I think that I had a friend who at first was like complaining it's like oh I don't see anything you know la 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 but then it's like well maybe you're not looking at the opportunities and then now I, I feel like I've mentioned them before now he's gonna own like two clubs um and then just continues to get busier you know like and um is more comfortable and is at a place where he can um purchase some of those like luxury items that we were discussing earlier yeah 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 um, and so and then I have another friend um actually they live in the same town um his version of abundance was being free from some of those taxing jobs you know some of those ones that were like taking the energy or you know like kind of like sucking the energy um out of him and yeah. so they were not so demanding so not necessarily busier because I think he was already busier but just had more of abundance in terms of like, I don't have to work as hard. So in a way, yeah. you know, it um, it's kind of like somebody going from not having a lot of work or enough to provide to 
having more opportunities it's almost like um now there's more freedom you yeah know, by reducing some of those stressors gotcha. um, so it just worked in that way so yeah that was really interesting the way that uh you reminded me of of that um, what about what about you yourself though oh yeah you uh, so like growing up there was definitely a whole situation with money right yeah uh, my mom uh, my first uh the first five years of my life it was just my mother and I for the most part and so she was a single mom and she worked really hard for everything um for me but I wasn't uh, necessarily like hmm, there was no other children around yeah <laughs> so it's just basically me and because it was easier for her to um for her to just have me stay at home and like know that I'm safe at home um as opposed to like allowing the babysitters to just you know let me play outside with everybody else she just kind of made it like a, a thing that I would stay at home um I believe there was once uh, <laughs> I think there was once a time when I was out in the garden and um the kids were like hey how come you don't play with us or come out and play and I'm like oh no I can't and then um they would be like why and I'm like well my mom says that I would get dirty if I play with you and you know you just kind of like say what you hear <laughs> yeah yeah and they're like what do you mean and I'm like you know you don't have to and I'm like well my mom says that uh it's just gonna happen because you're riffraff and <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like a word that I like even wow. knew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like we were like these hoity-toity people either with like no. a lot of, but she just made sure that I had everything that I ever yeah. wanted or needed. Um, so the language was just secondary. But yeah. at that at that time, money was like it was almost um like there was no point to it, mm. you know, because I had everything, but like not really a lot of people to like share these things with. Yeah. So most of my free time as a kid, I just spent like learning. Um, I, you know, uh, I believe I meant I started how to uh, learn how to read and write when I was like around one and a half, two. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started school at three. Um, and so that was pretty much it. Like that was my life. Um, and then I saw, you know, money as, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, I feel like I might have, um, and I'll be brief about it because it's a longer story. Mm -hmm. uh, one day I was walking home, babysitter was, you know, walking me home from school and I saw these two twins. One of them didn't have any shoes and then the other one had um, shoes, but they had kind of like holes in the bottom. Oh, yeah. And, so I packed up, I went home, packed up a bunch of stuff. Um, didn't tell my mom. I just <laughs> packed up a bunch of stuff and I had the babysitter uh, take it with me um, or take it with her to pick me up the next day. Mm -hmm. I just had like mentioned it to her and I said that it was like some project or something for school. Yeah. Um, I was a very smart kid <laughs> and um, charismatic, I guess. So there's, you know, mm -hmm. certain things that I, that I could kind of get away with. Plus, I was like short and adorable. You can't really argue with me. Um, and so, You're like one of those little kids on TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I just had her like uh, take these items, and I gave it to them. I gave, uh, I packed up like a bunch of clothes, uh, some shoes, some toys, um, because I just had so much that it didn't seem yeah. fair 
to me that they didn't have anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do with all these things? Um, now I have five closets. We won't talk about that, but, um, <laughs> but there was, you know, time to do the same thing again, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Purge for sure. I do. And yeah. somehow it keeps multiplying. Keeps coming back. <laughs> That's um, the that's the thing when you give you receive yeah, you exactly. Uh, oh, there's a there's a there's a uh, something in the book that says that. Yeah, right? I was just gonna say he talks about that. That's where I was gonna kind of come back to. He's like, let me just say this, but yeah. let you finish your story. But so two things I'm seeing in this is one, you have this sort of um, expectation, not expectation, just a run-of-the-mill kind of like um, this is normal idea about money it should be around prosperity should be around you have mm -hmm. acceptance of it and then you also were willing to share it there was no stinginess there was a there was a right. joy in sharing and this idea of giving and so on so you see that idea of circulation and and sharing and so on even and so no one really it's interesting because no one really taught you this per se did they no uh-uh. No, I, in so, fact, I wasn't really, <laughs> I was kind yeah. of kept in, in like a, like a, like a crystal dome, you know, yeah. like, don't go outside, don't associate. Yeah. Um, if I would have known what the word riffraff was, I probably wouldn't have said probably it. I would have not used it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was just like a cute little term, you know, that you yeah. say to like neighborhood kids. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. No. Um, well, whatever Spanish term was at the time that, yeah. but yeah, no, it wasn't, it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. And Sorry. yeah, they were really happy. The mom showed up later, later that day and she apologized and she was really angry at her kids. And uh, my mom was like talking to her, not knowing what she was talking about. Mm. <laughs> so then I kind of, again, yeah, I was, I'm still short, but I was, really short <laughs> so I just kind of like peek out you know in between I just kind of like um squeeze out of between my mom's legs and just go talk to talk to the woman on the other side of the doorway and yeah. I'm like no 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 I'm like I gave it to them they didn't steal it because she thought that they had like taken it from it. you yeah yeah and I'm um, like no I gave it to them and she was like why and she just kind of like squeezed me and kind of like shook me a little bit and started crying and I was like because you know what am I going to do with it like yeah I feel like they would have better use for it and so she just started crying um and then my mom was like we're gonna have to have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay to do these things but just kind of you know like let her know yeah yeah exactly. she doesn't have any like surprise angry women or oh, gotcha. you know, confused yeah. women like let, let me let me know what's going on so we so we know what these strange phone calls are coming in or mom right. coming to the door yeah yeah that's interesting because it's like something something innate within you like how it's almost like you started with this innate prosperity consciousness because i mean a lot of kids in, in some ways um you know when they're first exposed to getting toys or getting stuff you know like you know some have to be taught how to share mm -hmm. Whereas you were the opposite of that. You actually were by yourself and kind of in a little bubble, but something in you knew, oh, it's good to share what I have. And there's an abundance of stuff. It's almost like you were just had a prosperity consciousness from the beginning. You know? Yeah. I yeah. So right? when I was younger, younger, um, we, I had, 
like my grandmother and some cousins and stuff that we would all be around each other. Yeah. So I could have learned some sort of sharing then, but I was like a toddler, you know, well, I guess I still was pretty young, but <laughs> I was like, I think they left when I was two. Okay. Um, so you might've picked some stuff up. Yeah. Um, but no, it just, I don't know. There was just something that felt right. And I still have that, you yeah. know, I think I've mentioned that I have in my center console, like I carry around like singles or fives. Yeah. And, um, if I ever see anybody now, I used to do this. I used to give people rides. Um, <laughs> I used to like, if I would see someone. Yeah, I did that know, when I was younger too. Yeah. yeah. I used to do like uh, give people rides. Like if I see somebody like struggling with like a bunch, you know, like a bunch of like grocery bags or mm -hmm. um, with like children and grocery bags. Like now we can, you know, we can't do that, um, you know, because of pandemic and all of that. But I've given, I saw this one lady once um, pushing around like a, a shopping cart full of like aluminum cans. Yeah. Um, and I had an SUV at the time. So I was like, okay, you know, that would totally fit. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of gave her a ride. Um, Cause it's, oh, actually she didn't have a, she was carrying them on her back, oh which God. wasn't, yeah. at first I was like, oh, that's really heavy, but then it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually really light. Um, I mean, they're still like I would still think that it's cumbersome to carry around on your back, but um, they were lighter than what I thought. You know, gotcha. for as bulky as it looked and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's just something that just you know calls like or that's in Spanish. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like something que me llama. It's like something that like tugs at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting too. I, I. I do the same thing i mean in kind of different ways but you know my, my dad was always like that he always um when you know when people were on the street we would you know we would go into the city a lot so we didn't live we lived kind of on the edge of the city and so we would go into downtown and stuff areas and you know there's a lot of homeless folks and stuff down there and mm -hmm. he was always really uh really generous with people and uh you know when you kind of see that and you grow up and you see that modeled you know it kind of gets it gets in it gets in your mind yes um and I think, you know, that leads to this kind of idea, though, of, um, give, you know, giving and allowing this flow to operate in your life and so on and being, you know, and being generous. And, you know, they talk about that in um, religious uh, life a lot. They call it tithing. And it's mm. almost like, you know, you'll give a certain percentage of your income to, to the church or to a cause or to some, some, some worthy thing. Sure. And I think there's something about that. Like, even if you're not a part of a particularly organized religion or church of like taking some percentage of your income and, and, you know, and, and, and making donations or even just doing it like you do, where it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of off the cuff and not necessarily planned, but you know, there's a, there's a, there's a sort of a consistent, there's a consistent giving. And I think it just, it's like one of these things where, and you don't do it to try to get something in return. You do it because it's the right thing to do. But it's interesting because the universe recognizes that. And like, I, I, for, I, all I can say is for lack of a better word, rewards it in us. Yes. Or sort of not even rewards it, but sort of just repays it in kind. But the thing is, yeah. it's not even in kind. It's like tenfold. So you put in, you know, ten dollars and it gives you back a hundred i'm just being facetious when i say those numbers but it's like you know you do good things for others and like you know ten times the good comes back to you it's really remarkable when you start 
you know, if you haven't done this before and you first start doing it, it'll really change your outlook on things. When you start giving of your time, uh, giving of, of your, you know, extra or your abundance that you have, uh, money or, you know, or food or whatever you've got to give, you know, we've all got something to give. And even if we're, we're broke, we've got time oftentimes. Yeah. You know, we've got some skills or we can, you know, we can tutor a, uh, you know, a neighborhood kid or something needs help, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I used to do a lot of volunteer work growing up. Uh, right. Adolescent homes, homeless shelters, church yeah. type things. There's get a lot of that. And, um, and it makes, not only that, I mean, it really changes your outlook on things. It just makes you feel good, doesn't it? And connected, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. And it, it, so I've had a, like a roller coaster with, uh, with money. When we came uh, to the United States, um, my stepfather, who recently passed, um, he did not have the same outlook <laughs> that my mom had, mm-hmm. um, where my mom is very like how you were describing um, yourself. So she she liked her things, you know, but very meticulous about them. I believe she probably had the same bedroom set that she had when she married him, which was like, what is that, 36 years ago? Mm-hmm. And it looks brand new. It's well, like yeah. so- cares for it and cleans it and polishes it, yeah. And, right? Yeah. Yep, it's so well-kept. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is like immaculate. Like there's probably not even like a nick or anything. Um, and I th- believe from the stories that I heard of her growing up, she was always like, that she was always very hardworking, but she was very careful about her things and like protective about her things. Mm. Um, so when the other uh, way of thinking was introduced or the other kind of like, a, um, what would that be? Like ideology around money or mm-hmm. relationship sure. around money? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that my stepfather um, brought in was like the opposite. Mm. Um, he was uh, very much about kind of like um, giving out, like it's going to run out, you know, like almost it's like if he, as if he didn't deserve it. Interesting. Because it would, um, you know, there's a, there's like, there's like sayings and probably in English and Spanish about like money burning your pocket or burning your hands or. Oh yeah. And yeah. like being allergic to it. Yeah, um, as soon as you get there, you got to give it away, basically. Right. Get rid of yeah, it. exactly. And I think he passed that down to um, to my siblings and I in a certain way because there was this kind of like urgency with money, like, ooh, you know, it's not going to last long, so might as well enjoy it. Enjoy it while, yeah, while it's here. Yeah, exactly. But it's a, in the book, excuse me, it mentions a different way of enjoying it. It mm-hmm. says, like, if you... Um, you know, still get like joy out of the money that you're using and how you use it and how you spend it. Mm-hmm. But this was a different way. This was like, you know, it might as well just form a line and say free money <laughs> and yeah. just have people like show up because yeah. he would just buy all of this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was his sense of feeling abundant, but there was always like these events on weekends and like I get it, but these other people are not, they're not concerned, <laughs> They or they were not, they were not concerned, you know, that after they left and they've eaten and they drank and all of the stuff that was prepared for them, 
they were not concerned if like you know um like bills were going to get paid or yeah. things like that so that became a clash between the two of them and i think that's when uh the relationship with money um definitely um had some ups and downs okay that makes sense so you got kind of mixed messages in some ways yeah mm -hmm. so me being kind of like giving and generous i was like okay well that you know there's nothing necessarily wrong with you know being generous and giving but then there was like something on um, you know with that that you you have to like consider as well is that yes that's okay but you don't have you you don't have to give all of what you have yeah you exactly. still need to you know survive yeah and, and you've got to you've got to use your own kind of you know god-given sort of self self knowledge or kind of self-consciousness to you know use that money in the most wise way for for yeah. for your own life as well right and yeah. think about think about taking care of your own stuff uh, that's your responsibilities and that that's 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 a great point because it's like sometimes uh, and I think maybe you know no no judgments on on that type of money spending because you know I've, I've done that myself sure it's, it's one of these things where you're not it's a very uh you know I was definitely in that mindset when I was young um it's it's like you get money and then you've just got to enjoy it because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow it's a very kind of poor person's mentality in mm -hmm. a lot of ways yeah and so um you know because you're like you can't conceive of of you know times ahead and you don't really plan and you're kind of like just stuck in the moment and trying to have fun or trying to impress people or yeah to just enjoy the moment and then not thinking like, well, Monday is going to come and then I've <laughs> got to pay the phone bill. And what am I going to do about that? And just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting because you, as you were talking about that, I was kind of looking at this page and he's talking about a rich consciousness. So this is an interesting, interesting thing. It's, it's, there's a balance here. So he says, whether your funds be great or small, you need to get all possible pleasure and satisfaction out of them. This cannot be the case if you fear spending. Uh. Uh, if you count too carefully, if you limit yourself unduly because you do not know how much money you'll have later on, you're restricting your good, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one side of it. And mm -hmm. then he also talks about later on how it, the same thing we're talking about, where people are not thinking about the money and just spending wildly or giving things away or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's really, it's a balance. And then he says, and this is really the key to it. It's like, you should let common sense guide your expenditures at all times, but get all the happiness and satisfaction you yeah. out of every dollar you spend. Mm -hmm. That's what I was, uh, that's the part that I was. You were probably going to read that. And I stole yeah. that. From you, didn't yeah. You, <laughs> you want to read the rest of it? Are you there? No, no, no. It's okay. Keep going. All right. I was just going to say, I, and I love this. So he says, if you're paying rent, buying clothes or food, anything, you're using your money to get something you would rather have than that money or else you would not use it in that way. Be glad about what you're doing. Never, never hand over your money in payment for anything grudgingly. So it's like, I, when I read that, and that was many, many years ago when I read this book, you know, it would be like, I'd be doing my bills or trying to make, you know, trying to get scraped together money to pay this or that thing before they shut it off. And just these really kind of, you know, sure. stupid ways of dealing with money. 
and I'd be, you know, bitching about like how expensive it was and how I didn't want to pay for this or how, why did I, this happen? And, you know, now it's like, I, you know, when I'm paying bills, I'm like, thank you. I appreciate this. And, you know, I'm glad I have this money to spend on this bill and I enjoyed the service and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I make, I make it sort of a, a conscious act of like appreciation and gratefulness. Yes. I did that. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. They mentioned something about like, um, uh blessing your bills yeah i did that for a while there was like a what's his name uh the guy that i met at that festival well we had that eye connection Uh, oh um deepak yeah so he had this like abundance appreciation thing and one of the things was that you know if you if you change your perspective on how you view uh these things that you know sometimes can be daunting then, I mean, I know, I, I think I, uh, I think we taught, was it with you? Yeah. Where I was just like, they just changed their perspective, you know, they yeah. just looked a different way. I yeah, think it was exactly. last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you just, you know, look at things a different way, it may not be so, you know, so like heavy or so scary. Yeah. Um, there's what, what is that saying? Like scared money, don't make money. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's very common here in the mm-hmm. gambling world. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I go out for experiences, um, that is, that is what I'm going for, you yeah. know? And if I share that with people, amazing, you know, cause that's, that's, those are things that I value in life and mm-hmm. I value these friendships. And, you know, I, I'm at a place now where I can do that before I wasn't before I would be that, you know, the person that people would kind of like offer things to. So I'm in a way I'm, you know, paying it back. Yeah. Um, uh, school, everything gets very expensive. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that I'm um, in this different place. I um, can't remember who, so, I've heard of like this scenario. It's like you, um, and I feel like it's going to correlate with something in the book that'll come up, I'm sure. But <laughs> some, so somebody was putting in uh, just enough in their bank account to cover, you know, their bills mm-hmm. for you know whatever whatever amount of time. So they knew that like the tenth, fifteenth, first, whatever that was coming around, right? So then they would. Uh, rush and put money into their account for to cover whatever was going to be uh, withdrawn from there or to then be able to pay for it I don't believe anybody uses checks that much anymore um, I think my mom actually might um, <laughs> so then it's like your bank account will always only have just enough and then when that just enough is gone then you have nothing so it's like this weird relationship with, you know, fear of money. Yeah. And if you continue fearing it, that's what you're going to live. That's the experience you're going to have, you know, where it's like, oh, well, what if I don't have enough for this? Or, or what if they take it? <laughs> There's like this, some sort of like, um, I don't know, like back in the days where they would come around and like, or like the mafia, right? Where it's like, you have to like, pay in order to like live yeah yeah. um 
and it's a like lot this, of people have had those experiences if they you know depending on where they grew up you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. it carries over and you kind of still act that way even if it doesn't apply anymore too right, right. yeah but i feel like this was a younger person that i was talking mm. to and it's like oh well what if it goes away or what if they charge more i'm like but you know that if for whatever reason you uh don't make it down there or you know life happens you're busy or you forget and then you don't uh deposit that money then you're going to have fees and then you then oh, they yeah. will take it <laughs> yeah exactly and you're leaving yourself open to the more of a possibility so if you, you know you accidentally spend over what you thought you had in there or whatever yeah you know you get hit with those 35 50 fees and things and they add up they're ridiculous yeah no they're they're terrible you know, remind, he was talking a little bit too about this idea of, you know, you're talking about the bank there. He was talking about this idea of how like, you know, he was using it as kind of a, an analogy, basically. He was saying like, if you have, say you're really, really broke and you're, you know, you're hungry and you're like on the street or something. And then, you know, someone, someone has, you know, puts a thousand dollars in the bank for you and it's available, but you don't believe that it's there and you won't go get it. Mm -hmm. does no good for you and and really that's this idea of you know universal supply or this prosperity consciousness idea that the universe itself is not you know it's not stingy like if you look at the the earth it, like as just an example let's just take the earth and that's just you know one planet you know amongst countless planets right yeah stars and different different you know different formations in the universe um you know if you if you look at the the incredible diversity, abundance, and creativity that the earth naturally provides. And you're like, you know, without us doing anything, let's just forget like all of our building and all of our technology. Let's just kind of go back and imagine like the earth, like at its most like generative, you know, when human beings were still like a tiny amount of the, the creatures on this planet and stuff. And you think like, my God, the, the abundance, like a, like a, it's like you think about like a mango tree or something. Yeah. I mean, it's dropping fruits all over the place and you can't even use them all. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And 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 so it's like nature loves abundance, but it it has its own special way of doing that and you've got to tap into it in the way that it, you know, that it works. And the first, you know, part of that is understanding that you know, our mindset and our consciousness is part of this same creative, abundant consciousness that that that's formulated everything. You know, we're in the same power, we're in the same spirit, our consciousness and our creativity and our will and our, you know, our ability to tap into that is it's that it's that same kind of that same kind of flow. So you've got to, in a weird way, you've got to kind of like, recognize that before you can really accept the abundance and accept the uh the prosperity that you want um because a lot of people will look at things and think well oh everything's tough all over and you know there's a recession on or housing prices are so high there's so much inflation you look at all the things that you can't do and then you create in your mind all the things that you can't do and then manifest that yeah limitations you can you manifest limitations people are like well that prosperity stuff and that you know mind science stuff it doesn't work and it's like well no it works it's just you're using it the wrong way yeah <laughs> you know what i mean 
Yes. And I think people forget, like, it's the same energy. When you create poverty, you create lack, and you create fearful spending and miserliness, you're using the same energy that you would use to create abundance. You're just using it the wrong damn way. Like, I, t I talk about that in my book. You know, when you're meditating on anxious thoughts and fears and you're carrying those things around with you, you're meditating, but you're meditating to create a... a a negative state of mind and, and you're going to meditate yourself into the hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? So recognize the power of your own creativity, your own, you know, that own, your own consciousness and recognize that all the abundance that you're looking for already exists. You've just got to tap into it. It's not something to, to get, it's something to connect to. You know, and I think sometimes that's a hard concept to get. It's something to really think about and really try to ponder on and meditate on a little bit. If if that sounds weird, think about it because it like that hung me up for a long time. Yeah, because I was stuck in a limited state of thinking, and then I realized like, wait, this limited state of thinking is mine. I'm carrying it around, and then I'm creating that in my life, and then I'm creating more of it by more limited thinking, and it's like a total feedback loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. There's, uh, I feel like we talk, well, I, yeah, I feel like we, well, that, because it was carried over from <laughs> no you, you talked about that remember yeah. when you were talking about the ai yeah that's what i was kind of playing off of it i remembered that and it reminded me of that um yeah i think that yeah it's such a difficult thing to get to when um this concept of accepting and embracing and yeah. believing right and then people are like but i do and it's like mm. And then you hear, <laughs> you hear all you see these movies or you hear all these other like gurus. It's like, but you're really truly not. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, but I am. And it's like, mm, yeah, but you're not. <laughs> and <laughs> have you seen those where like somebody like denies the work that the other person's done and they're like, I've read all the books, I do all the exercises, yeah, I'm doing the thing. And yeah. then, you know, the the speaker or the, you know, the, again, like the guru, whoever is like, yep, but you're not. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I think that I was uh, kind of explaining this last time was, or last week was, you know, your path is always there. Right. And often we're looking off to the side um, to like the negative belief system that has been, ingrained you know not being worthy not deserving blah 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 all the fun stuff um that you know humans love to do to one another yeah and then then you finally look at your path and you're like oh all of this has just been here waiting for me it's like yeah <laughs> once you once you like pull yourself or just even allow yourself to drift right because it's 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 like a natural pull just like how earlier I was saying, you know, I just felt right to do, to give that, uh, those things to the kids because yeah, it just, I got pulled in that direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so um, if you just allow, you know, if you just let go and go neutral, it, you'll naturally get pulled to the right path and to the things that you deserve. Um, you know, we sometimes may stumble and go back to like, 
like negative patterns and behaviors and all that stuff, but you can always, you know, reroute and get back on there. Um, And then I was talking about once you, you know, just getting to the doorstep or the, at the, uh, the beginning of the, of your roadway um, may not be enough. You know, you have to make those steps. You have to seek it out. You have to, you know, also do your part in it. So there's, um, I'm going to read off of the book um, that kind of goes along with what I'm, what I'm going to, that concept. And then what I was going to say after. So it says, um, first of all, you must consistently believe in its existence. When you actually expect it, you are well on the way to meeting it halfway. This form of true expectancy is the highest test of faith. Next, you need to know that you have the right and the ability to declare financial success for yourself, to accept the creative action of mind in this particular way. And also know you have practical skills and abilities which can be translated into the things people want and will gladly pay for it. Wise people never declare their oncoming good and then sit idly by waiting for it to arrive. They use every bit of their knowledge initiative and skill, um, the action of God in them to make themselves so useful and valuable that the financial rewards automatically flow to them. So I really um, like resonated this because I was talking about this earlier and it just, it works out that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You choosing what chapter and then I'm like, oh my God, I was just talking about this in (laughs) session or to whomever. Um, And so I was talking, so there are certain aspects of me that are um, charismatic um, or magnetic. Um, and uh, there, you know, I have confidence in certain areas. Yeah. Um, and with like my personality and all of that, you know, I, I'm very carefree with my presentation at times, sometimes. I teeter in a professional setting, but for the most part in social, I'm like, bring it. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to yeah. express myself. Yeah, yeah. So um, there have been uh, like a series of people who have told me um, that you, you're going to meet, you know, your soulmate. And there's been more than a handful yeah and they all say it the same exact way they all describe the same exact person none of these people know each other by the way um they all describe the same exact person they all describe uh the the personality traits the the feelings and uh the everything like all of it and they all would say like "Mm, it's around like maybe late February, March, around March, April, the latest May. So there's been like four or five, maybe even more uh, March, April, Mays that have already passed. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they're long gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And none of this has happened. And then I start like, I was starting to reflect as I was having this conversation with this person. And I'm like, you know, I've been in social situations where somebody has said, do you notice 
the reaction that you get when you walk into a room. And I'm like, mm, no, yes, I don't know, sure. Sometimes I do, sometimes, you know, like, sometimes depending on what I'm wearing, I'm almost kind of like asking for something, you know, like yeah. not asking, but it's like, I'm commanding a certain reaction. Yeah, um, yeah, you got a certain look that's gonna gain attention and stuff, right? Right, this yeah. like uh, two foot hair and like <laughs> these gauzy flowy things and- yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I would say my stature, but that's not part of it. But <laughs> um, it's like, but I think that even with, I feel like I, there's a reason I keep on bringing up my shortness, even with, um, with, you know, me not being so tall, there's something about my presence that whenever I walk in, mm -hmm. it's like impactful, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe they, that's kind of the, the, I think it's the energetic quality that you have. It projects. Right. Yeah. So I, the message that I'm, yeah. And the message that I'm getting now is like the reason that I think I keep bringing up short is because, you know, you don't have to like sell yourself short. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and um, so then I started reflecting on that statement of people, you know, like telling me like, or these comments about people telling me like, but do you not notice the way that other people look at you? And I'm like, no, I'm here with you. You know, we're, we agreed to spend time together they're like yeah but yeah. you can also like live you know and do other things and as if you listen to podcasts you know that that has changed <laughs> or not like yeah I I do talk to a lot of people now you do talk uh, or yeah yeah but in those moments right in those past uh, March April Mays <laughs> yeah I could have embraced that I am this person I could have embraced that you know i am deserving and said to myself yes and felt amazing about who i am but then i devalue the whole thing by not opening myself up to at least meeting what i'm going for halfway and i think that's that's what why the the that paragraph in the book really kind of just resonated with me because yeah it's like yeah. you have this, you know, you have this acceptance and going back to, you know, kind of having that difficulty of like, but I am accepting it. Um, so you have this acceptance of, you know, who you are, mm -hmm. who you want to be and how deserving you may be. But then there's, you know, another step that I think we forget. And it's kind of like open yourself or opening yourself up or meeting it because yeah. often it's like, okay, I've accepted it and I'm still just going to wait for it to happen. Yeah. You know, I've accepted it. I'm still going to stand in the doorway of, of my path and just be like, cool. I'm just going to watch the scenery go by and not really cl like claim all of the things that are own, um, that are yours. And so, you know, my soulmate could have been in any of those March, April, Mays of years past. Mm -hmm. And I was just so, um, you know, like not paying attention or uh, not being as perceptive or perhaps even receptive that it didn't matter how amazing I felt about myself mm -hmm. because that person could have looked at me and been like, wow, this individual is so bright, right? They're shining so bright in their acceptance, but clearly they're not looking for anybody else, you know, clearly yeah. they're not needing. So then I just kind of like cut myself off at the past there. Yeah, and, you're almost like projecting so much energy that they feel like maybe there's no room for them. 
Right. Which yeah. is interesting. So you've got to have, it's such a weird thing. There's always such a balance. Like if we're, if we're unbalanced in any area, no matter how, how you know what I mean? Yes. No matter how positive it is in a sense, it could also be blocking or good if it's not balanced by an, a, because what I, what it sounds like you're saying is there's like, there wasn't an opening for the, for the person to come in. There wasn't an open right. door. Right. There was an invitation and there's a brightness and there's like a willingness and all this stuff within you, but then there's no, there's no open door. In a right. Sense. Then it just kind of becomes blinding. Yeah. That's interesting. And he, you know, he talks about that because, you know, he talks about that acceptance and, you know, sometimes, sometimes I think that that's, that's a hard, a hard thing, a, a hard thing for us to, to wrap our heads around. Yeah. You know, because we think like, oh, I want this thing. And, you know, I, yeah, of course I deserve it. Why wouldn't I deserve it? I'm a good person, you know, I, I deserve it. But then there's some strange little kind of uh, hidden little shadow element that's within us that, you know, that for whatever reason is, is, is kind of holding us back or, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I discovered what that was for me in that moment, because the first thing that when I was reflecting on it and I was like, you know, at that time, I just, I don't know if I was ready for a relationship because I kept saying to myself, like, well, I don't want anybody to come in and kind of like undo all of the hard work that I've work done, done professionally. And it's like, why, why do I still have that like weird, you know, negative uh, thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, I could have just said no, because everybody said that this person was going to be supportive and um you know encouraging and like just be like uh just fanatical about you know everything that i do and be like oh my god yes you know go go pursue and like i'll be there to help you know with whatever and be like emotionally supportive and just encourage me to be the best me yeah everybody said that they all said that wow but there was something again there's a part of you right that, yeah that was just protective yeah. and i think it goes back to the experiences that I had with my stepfather and my mom. My mom worked very, very hard for all of the things that she had, um, you know, and she continued to work hard throughout uh, the years of being married with him. And he would just kind of like come over and like wash it away, you know, or like, yep. like uh, tumble it down, you know, with like one swipe. It's like, well, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. So it was just, I think that, I think there was like a little bit of that in the back of my mind mm -hmm. that I still, um, you know, had to like work out that I didn't realize. And, um, you know, so. That, and you know what the thing is, it's like, um, you know, that stuff that's modeled for us when we're young, in, either in this life or even in past lives or whatever, something we carry over, some of these things are inexplicable, you know, they, they sure. you know, like we can't even trail them back. You trailed it back. I trail back some, you know, we have so many parallels. I had a very influential relative in my life who was very similar to that. And, and they, this person would actually, you know, make millions of dollars. I mean, it was like high stakes stuff and then go on a, go on a drinking binge and, lose it all in three weeks wow. and come back and then just start over yeah and you know i saw that time and time again and so you kind of like you get this sort of mentality where it's like it it, it 
spills over into relationships. It spills over into the area of your prosperity. It spills over into your own stability in your life and so on, because you get this idea that if I build something really good, it will just get blasted away by someone else. Yeah. Or by my own self, you know? Yeah. Have I, I I don't know if I mentioned my sandcastle analogy on here, but we'll talk about it another time. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it's that same, it's the same thing that you're saying right now. Yeah. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things like where you, thankfully you have actually, you know, now you're coming to some kind of terms of that. And I'm sure you're working with that. And now that you've discovered it, now you can kind of open up and, you know, you can be ready and be accepting and, 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 and find that that doesn't have to unfold the way that, you know, some part of you thinks yeah. that it might. And so that's, that's one of those things where, you know, sometimes we have to do some digging. We got to be a little bit of a, you know, an, an investigator or a detective into our own lives and ask ourselves some questions about, you know, how we look at things and what are my feelings about this? And, you know, that's why it's good to write it, sometimes write things down on paper or meditate on it or, you know, and so forth, just to kind of dig down into it and kind of trying to try to remember some, some where you, you know, maybe you picked up some of these different ideas. It can be kind of helpful so that you can break those patterns. So you know where to go to um, kind of clean out that particular closet or whatever. Uh, On the other hand, sometimes you just will never pinpoint and you've just gotta go for just kind of trying to jump right into the affirmative side of things and the visualization and seeing yourself doing that thing and just kind of recreating a a whole new sort of program for your mind to get on board with, right? So, Let's um, kind of wrap this up since we're getting pretty late. Uh, why don't we go to, because I'm looking at this right now. Why don't we go to page 32 and 33? Okay. And we can kind of, um, he kind of wraps up the whole chapter uh, and kind of gives some bullet points for some of these things. Let's, uh, let's go through these really quick. So I'm going to, how about I, I'll read through on 32. If okay. You're cool with that. And then you can do 33. I'm just going to do the bottom of it to achieve your desired prosperity thing. And then you can start it where it says, remember, and kind of, okay. you know, if you want yeah. to read it verbatim, go for it. If not, just summarize. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to read this. So he says, first understand there's an unlimited supply. So we talked about that, which surrounds, you know, you have a right to draw on it, believe in the response it always gives. And that's what I was talking about when I said, if you feed something negative into it, it gives you something negative. If you feed something positive, it's going to give you positive. It always gives. And then believingly state your desire and accept the answer. So be clear about what you want and what you're trying to achieve. If it's, I need to be, you know, debt-free within one year uh, because I want to buy a house, then, then be very clear about it. If I, you know, I want, you know, $50,000 in the bank by X time, or I want to, you know, heal this, you know, bad ankle that I have by, you know, well, you don't want to really put time limits on those sorts of things, but, you know. <laughs> Accept it, you know, know it's happening now. Let's just say that. Okay, so uh, this enables you to get rid of all anxiety about money and supply. And then second, whatever action you must take, and Angel talked about that, taking those actions, uh, must be taken enthusiastically and energetically. This is your part in bringing about your prosperity. So when you've declared your good, you must not try to figure out how it is to come. So once you want that thing and you see it clearly, don't try to go and figure out like I have to do X, Y, Z and one, two, three to make this happen. Just keep it in your mind 
and you know do your part and it'll unfold you know make your little plans and stuff but don't get upset if they don't work out the way you think they were stuff will oftentimes come in through like a side window Mm -hmm. right um so then when you declared you're good you must not try to figure out how it's to come so i just said that that is for universal mind design it's entirely capable of doing so never question how just know it does and it works intelligently. So that's the universe is always intelligent. It always knows more than you do. You know? Yeah. I like that. And I like the first one was very much like uh, last week's where, you know, if you're, if you have like tomato seeds, you're planting tomato seeds, you're going to get tomatoes. <laughs> exactly. It's like very simple. You know, sometimes oh. people make things so complex. It's like, well, what do you mean? It's like mm, exactly what it says. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're going to be miserable and unhappy and you don't want to get out of that that's where you're going to live yeah yeah and i get it you know i think we both have said this a few times sometimes it is very difficult it's, um, it's or hard. it's not as easy or you know as easy yep. said as done but like um that's where the kind of i think that's why i like giving some of like my i don't mind talking about well, we've already mentioned this, but <laughs> I don't mind talking about myself. Are you going to say I don't mind talking about myself? Yeah. Okay, that is that. But here's what I want you to do I need you to print that on your business card on the bottom in quotes. It says, Hi, I'm Angel, and I don't mind talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't in the sense that I don't mind no. uh, providing examples of some of the things that I'm working through. Oh, yeah. Or that I have worked through because, you know, it just kind of shows maybe perhaps like maybe it might give you like a blueprint or like you know like a hey I see what you did you know let me think about what are some of the experience in my life yeah um, exactly you know that might have been might be causing some of these limitations or uh, negative cognitions um, so or behaviors and all of that um, so in that sense I don't absolutely and I you know I'm just joking right no, I know, but I'm, I mean, also I really kind of don't like talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I'll go next. Uh, remember, recognize the truth that universal abundance surrounds you. Understand and believe in the intelligent, creative responsiveness of the one mind. Recognize your right and ability to speak your word believingly and know that the activity of mind as law will manifest the good you choose. Declare your good and know it is made. Hmm, I think I read that weird. Declare your good <laughs> and know it is made manifest. Is that really what it says? Yeah, that's what it says. Let me retry it again because I don't know. I think it's I, it's a it's weirdly it's weirdly put, but I think it yeah. just means that your work that your good that you declare is is coming to material realization. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, declare your good and know it is made manifest. Let there be no doubt or worry. Act in every practical way you can to bring your prosperity into being. And then it has um, like established foundations for, for prosperity. I think this is just like a, what would you call this? A mantra or? Yeah, or, yeah, or a mantra or an affirmation or something. Affirmation, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This is the affirmation and then I'll read the, um, 
kind of a follow-up instruction. I am prospered because I believe in my prosperity. I accept the responsiveness of the universe. And then it says, the more you make such statements, sincerely believing in them, cultivating a feeling of joy and acceptance, or I'm sorry, and accepting them as true, knowing your perfect right to do so, and realizing that universal, uh, the universal mind is bringing them to pass, the more fully you will establish the foundation for the prosperity you desire. Yeah, I think too, uh, when I was, as you were reading those, I was thinking like, that's, this is one of those things where you're kind of reprogramming yourself and starting at a basic level. If you feel like, you know, there's some kind of hangups, you know, you're saying, look, I'm prospered because I believe in my prosperity. And then this other one is, is even bigger. I accept the responsiveness of the universe. Yeah. So you're going to such a base level there. You're not even talking about what you want or, you know, your, 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 you know, your desire or your goal or whatever, you're going to this base level, really saying, I accept this responsiveness of the universe. Because sometimes that's that hard thing. And I think that's where they're, where a lot of those teachers talk about it. It's like, yeah, you're reading the books. Yeah. You're watching the program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're even doing your affirmations on a daily basis. You're not doing it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a Zen thing, like where the Zen master, like, yeah, you're going through all the motions and you're sitting here for five hours a day doing the meditation stuff. You still need a whack on the head because you're going about it in the wrong way and you're trying too damn hard mm -hmm. or there's not hard enough or not hard enough because, and, and that's, you know, not any kind of knock on, on anyone, but it's like, you you'll notice if you start writing some of the thoughts down and some of the things you say to yourself like you'll say one or two positive things and then throughout the day you're just like oh god these things are so expensive oh i'll never make enough money to get this oh right. and you're tearing down the five minutes of affirmations that you did in like you know in the first quarter okay. of your day yeah right yeah well <sighs> There's such contradiction that I think, and I, I um, I'm, I'm with you where like, um, I think that a lot of this is just been programming and conditioning of, yep. you know, uh, building and destroying, building and destroying. Yeah. Um, because there's even in the faith element, there's contradictions mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, mm, it'll happen when it happens. Uh, it's meant to be, if it's meant to be, but then you're asked to like pursue it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so with these two uh, lines where um, I am prospered because I believe in my prosperity, that's like the faith in you. And then I accept the responsiveness of the universe. That's the effectiveness of how the universe is going to answer you. But then again, I, there's also that that like meeting each other in the middle, right? You're not just kind of like chilling, waiting around. No. Um, so it's like, yes, by you accepting your prosperity um, because it is yours, then you walk as it is yours. So you are moving forward as the universe is responding to you. That's a simultaneous thing or like a kind of like a, that my word that I like symbiotic kind of a process, right? Like, yeah. 
it's like the universe is responding, but you're also there to meet it and say, ah, I like this, you know? Yeah. Or here's the, what I've been asking for. Cause if you're just kind of like waiting for like a train to, you know, to pull in. Yeah. Right. A magical train to pull in. No, it, it, it's, it's so true. And, and I think sometimes that, you know, we forget about, about kind of our, our side of things. And it doesn't mean, like you said, like it's such a, it, all of this stuff is very paradoxical because you've got to act as if and feel as if the thing that you want is already yours. Yes. And it, you know, you don't see that. And so we're so used to like living this literal material sort of mentality where, you know, seeing is believing and so on that like, you know, you can't really believe it until you see it. But the reality of the situation is you won't see it until you believe it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a kind of a paradoxical thing. You know, it's, it's like, a, you know, everyone knows Tesla's a good idea now. But, you know, when Musk was, you know, coming up with that, probably when he was in college, sketching it on the back of a, you know, a protein bar packet sure. or something. <laughs> you know, who, who would have thought? And so, you know, or whatever, I don't know when he came over. The point is, it's like, you know, everything seems like, like Amazon seems like a great idea now, but I was in Seattle. Like a no brainer, right? It was a constant money losing operation that everyone was like, why is anyone still buying this stock? Year after year after year, that company lost money. But, you know, Bezos, you know, he kept on yep. course and, you know, I, he's not, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of this character, but sure. <laughs> he's definitely a, he's definitely a strong-willed individual. He's like, he like, he's like the same kind of person, like to me, like a, like a Henry Ford or an Edison. It's like, you look at their, their characters and you look at kind of some of the things they did and it's kind of like mm, a little sketchy, but, yeah. but then you're like, you can't deny the impact that they had on the business right. world. It's right, like, right. you know, they're titans. And yeah, so, it would just be cool to see a little bit more of the giving back. Yes, I totally agree <laughs> with you. And that's my point is like, let us bring some of that giving into this, into this stuff. And that's where like, I, that, you know, that's where I'm talking about having, having that balance. And so, yeah, you know, in this program, it's, this stuff is hard. And, you know, I, I speak from personal experience, just like you do. And I, you know, I'll use a lot of my own personal, you know, sort of experiences, you know, I've been very, very broke and very, very poor many, many times in my life. Sure. I've went bankrupt several times and, you know, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict for a long time. And, you know, these things are hard to believe when you're in those shitty situations but you cannot get out of those shitty situations until you can crack the door to think that there's something different. And we talked about that with your, about your friend. Yes. And he suddenly was able to go, huh? I just, what would you say? I just changed my outlook. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like remarkable what that does because when I just changed my outlook, I suddenly was able to stop drinking and doing drugs. And it's yeah. like, you know, it, it's something you have to open up to. Spirit gives it to you. It's not something you will to happen. You yeah. allow it, you intend for it to happen, and then you open up to it and it happens. But yes. you have to open the door with a bit of faith and say, maybe I don't have to be this person anymore. Right. right? And we are here to remind you, I think, that you are deserving of all of these things. Sometimes it's difficult 
when you may not have a support system or anybody around you that is constantly saying like, hey, come on, let's go. You know, um, I think both you and I have probably felt in, in, in that place at one point or another where you look right, you look left and or behind you and then you're like, where's everybody at? Um, <laughs> whether they may have been there or not, but they may or may not have been there in the way that you needed them. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's a huge part of this is that that's, we're saying this, yes, because, you know, we believe in it and it's a, a work in process, but also because you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve all of those things. You deserve to have abundance and love and health. These are all the things that you deserve. So at the end of the day, if even just that message that you are deserving of those things, then I feel like I can speak for, for you perhaps that if you just take that home with you, you plug it into your little heart and just let it grow, then I feel like, at least for me, there's some sort of accomplishment. Beautifully put. I totally agree. And you've just given us a soundbite. <laughs> oh, and... And it's easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> for um, March, April, May, I apologize for not paying attention to you. Yep. <laughs> I'm very available now. <laughs> and, and ready. The door, to, the door yeah. is open. Yes, and I'm a bit more uh, perceptive. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> Good to know. So there you go. Um, thank you for that uh, beautiful summation at the end. I and, mean, uh, it's so, I, I just, it, sometimes things can just be very, very hard. And, yeah. you know, um, you just need somebody to tell you that you are, that you're deserving and that you're worth it. Even if we don't physically know each other, I feel like um, there's a some sort of energetic or spiritual connection with whoever may be listening to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, the, the, it's, it's sometimes you just have to hear too that uh, things can't, you know, things can get better. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's easy to forget that when you're in a very low spot in your life, sure. and, you know, to just, again, to crack open the door to the possibility and ask yourself the question, um, you know, can things get better in my life? Could things be different? What if, you know, this were like this or this were like that? And just kind of like ask yourself some questions and then think back to what Angel was talking about being deserving. You know, look, we're all a part of this divine mind, all divine children of, of God, however you want to put that, you know, consciousness or divine intelligence or, you know, one mind or the I am spirit. I mean, there's a million names for this. You know, so we don't necessarily have to pin it down to some this or that religion's version of what that means. But just we know there's a force and a spirit or you guys wouldn't be listening to us because we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, but you're a part of that. You know, it's easy to understand and to think about, oh, there's something out there that, you know, that's, you know, intelligent and it's responsible for evolution and created the earth and created the universe and all that. But that same thing is within you. And until you kind of crack open that door, I'll keep saying that, that until it gets into your head, to, to let that in, to let it kind of sneak in, you know, it's just, that's an idea out there. But once you accept that idea that, you know, you are part of that thing and you are deserving, and it doesn't matter what you did, you know, those are actions that took place in the past. 
you know, make amends if you can for the things that you can make amends for. Yeah. If you can't, you just have to accept that and move on, but you are not what you do or what you did. You, you know, you're a divine spirit. And so, you know, kind of move forward, you know, and I, I mean, to quote the Bible, like Jesus said, you know, go ahead, you know, move forward and sin no more. If you feel like you've done things in the past, you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, it's something to think about because sometimes that stuff can hold us back. Like, oh, I could never have a good life because I did X, Y, and Z when I was young and, you know, no one will forgive me. And it's like, you got to forgive yourself first and then you can move on. Uh, so anyway, enough of that. I think um, that is going to do it for us unless you have anything else to say. No, I, you know, I think I said it in my, yep. <laughs> I, I'm sure you did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did as well. Cause just like you and I always say, it's like <laughs> most, our, our goodbyes are always quite long. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Well, we'll just, let me tell you 15 more things I need to tell right, you. Right. It's like a, you. like, what are, like a, my Mexican, call it family. A Mexican goodbye. Yeah. Mexican yeah. <laughs> family goodbye. I love that. Yeah. Italians are the same way, by the way. Um, all right. So thank you for joining us. Anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. If you'd like to make a donation at Angel on the Eighth Day, Etsy, TikTok, Instagram, uh, at Cosmic Eye Tarot, Instagram, TikTok, uh, CosmicEye.org. There's all our plugs. Thank you again, Angel. <laughs> thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. Bye. <laughs>